The ancient Mayans were once one of the most powerful, sophisticated, and technologically advanced civilizations on Earth. Consisting of a confederacy of allied city-states in what is now called Central America, the Mayans were incredible artists, architects, mathematicians, and astronomers. They built colossal statues and pyramids, discovered new advancements in math and science, and developed the most complex writing system in the Americas. This is the story of a woman who led the Mayan people during their golden age, a time in which they were at the height of their strength and knowledge. A woman who defied the social norms of her culture by conquering and ruling a coalition of cities, turning the southern Yucatan into her own kingdom. Her name was Lady Six Sky, and she was the last known queen of the Maya. I'm Zach Knight. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. Sources for this episode include the book Ancient Maya Women by Tracy Arden, the New World Archaeology article, A Study of the Regency of Ladies Six Sky at Naranjo, the University of Western Ontario Journal of Archaeology article, Classic Women Rulers in Monumental Art, and a classic Maya priestess of the Tlaloc cult, Ladies Six Sky of Dos Pilas and Naranjo by Karen Bassey Sweet. Apologies if I mispronounce anything, I barely got through Spanish in college, and I definitely don't speak Mayan, so I'm just doing my best. Before we cover the life and rule of Lady Six Sky, I think it'll be helpful to do a quick overview of the Mayan people and their history. The first Mayan settlements were founded around 2000 BC in what is now called the Yucatan Peninsula in Central America. This part of the globe has no fresh water sources, no streams, rivers, or lakes, so the earliest villages had to resort to collecting rainwater in ditches. By 500 BC, these small farming communities had grown into sprawling cities with huge irrigation systems providing their populations with water. They housed from 50 to 100,000 people each, and contained ball courts, observatories, and colossal pyramid temples. Governmentally, they functioned as semi-independent city-states, connected by a vast trade network built on massive limestone causeways. The Mayan Classical Age began around 250 AD, with the Mayan civilization expanding to cover what is now southeastern Mexico, the entirety of Guatemala and Belize, and portions of Honduras and El Salvador. During this time, they began creating extremely complex and accurate mathematical and astronomical systems, while building huge stone libraries to house the written history of their society. The city-states were each ruled by a royal family, usually headed by a patriarchal figure. To grossly oversimplify the situation, it was similar to the patchwork of city-states in Renaissance Italy, in that the power was spread out across the region amongst a select few powerful families in a form of feudalism. These families utilized marriages as alliance pacts, a practice that has been used to keep peace throughout world history. Occasionally, whether it was through diplomacy or violence, a ruling family would gather enough strength to conquer their neighbors, but these periods of unity rarely lasted. Throughout the history of Mayan civilization, 
Dozens of city-states rose and fell in a battle for supremacy that lasted hundreds of years. It's worth noting that what we know about the Mayans, and thus what we know about Lady Sixguy, have been largely the result of studying the murals and carvings that decorate the massive ruined temples, ball courts, and palaces. When the Spanish colonized the region, the Catholic priests specifically worked to burn the written histories of the Mayans, believing them to be satanic, but also really just wanting to erase the local culture as part of their conquest. Today, only a few books written in the Mayan language remain, the last vestiges of an ancient culture of literacy. With the written accounts put to the flame, historians have been forced to piece together the Mayan historical timeline, and because of that, the dates are a bit fuzzy. Lady Sixguy, which is the English translation of her Mayan name, ready for it, Wakchanil Aja, apologies if I butchered that, was born the daughter of a king of a powerful city-state named Dos Pilas in what is now Guatemala. Her father was an influential figure in Mayan politics, who maintained an alliance with Kalakmul, the city-state with the strongest military at the time. When she was old enough, she was made part of a marriage pact with another city-state, named Naranjo, located 125 kilometers southwest. Naranjo's king and entire ruling dynasty had recently been killed in a civil war. The northern Mayan faction of Kalakmul and Dos Pilas believed that they could install Lady Sixguy as the new queen of Naranjo to bring the fractured city-state under their control, uniting the three into one kingdom. Naranjo is the Spanish name for the city modern historians believe was called Huacacabnal in Mayan. It still stands today in southern Guatemala as a stone-walled metropolis in the jungle surrounded by ancient irrigation canals. There are gaps in the historical record regarding what exactly occurred, but less than five years before Lady Sixguy was sent on her mission to this southern city, its entire ruling family disappeared. The temples and arenas were torn down, and much of the peasant population fled the area. Again, because of the Spanish burning of Mayan histories, we don't know much. But what we do know is that when Lady Sixguy arrived at Naranjo, it was a city on the edge of oblivion. She married a local nobleman, probably the highest-ranked aristocrat still alive in Naranjo, and announced her founding of a new dynasty by erecting colossal stone monuments throughout the city. In doing so, she was presenting herself as the sole ruler of the city-state, defying the cultural norms of the Maya. Mayan society was male-dominated, the rest of the city-states were ruled by men, and this made Lady Sixguide's power markedly unusual. Shortly after her ascension to the throne, her husband fully disappears from the historical record. But even when he had been alive and present, he did not seem to hold much authority. Perhaps her connections to the other two city-states controlled by her father's alliance aided her in her initial securing of the throne. However, it is also possible that she did not need her father's help at all. In another deviation from gender norms in Mayan society, Lady Sixguy was a war leader. She oversaw several military campaigns, including the conquering of three other Mayan city-states, Ucanal, Yaxha, and Tikal. The last on that list, Tikal, was one of her father's old enemies, so her capturing of the city may have been part of a larger war effort spearheaded by her family's faction. Mayan wars ended brutally. Elaborate carvings on the stone buildings of Naranjo depict long lines of captives being brought before Sixguy for ritual sacrifice after her victories. 
Lady Sixsky had her first child shortly after the death of her husband, a son that she named Kaak Talil Chan Chak, or Smoking Squirrel, translated. I'm going to call him Smoking Squirrel. Throughout Smoking Squirrel's youth, Lady Sixsky continued to rule through him as regent. In fact, even when he came of age and was officially named King of the City, she continued to have monumental art commissioned portraying her as queen. Some historians believe that this hints at a contentious political relationship between the mother and son, while others think they maintain some sort of power-sharing agreement. In either case, her son's ascension to the throne did not seem to affect Lady Sixsky's control of Naranyo. Lady Sixsky's reign was notably filled with large-scale construction projects. She used the spoils of war she had taken in her battles to rebuild Naranyo into a premier city of the age. She erected six pyramid temples and two ball courts, and had slaves maintain the roads and aqueducts. Extravagant festivals were thrown to share the wealth with the commoners, and the queen and her son oversaw dozens of parades and public rituals. Smoking Squirrel would die in his forties, leaving behind a son of his own named Yaks Bajlaj Chan Chak. I couldn't find a translation for that one, so I'm just going to call him Yaks, which is spelled Y-A-X. Some historians believe Smoking Squirrel's death is suspicious, but people died in their 40s all the time in 700 AD. Modern medicine didn't exist yet. He could have simply gotten a fever and then just passed away. It happened all the time. Lady Sixsky would remain Queen of Naranyo and the city-state she had conquered until she died on 741 AD. She had ruled the region for 59 years, a remarkable feat. She was succeeded by her grandson Yax, a relatively untested leader. Perhaps sensing weakness in the new king, Tikal, the old enemy of Lady Sixsky's family, rose in rebellion and assaulted the city. This time, Naranyo was defeated. Its temples were set on fire, its people were captured as slaves, and its king was taken as a captive. In monumental art in Tikal, Yax is portrayed bound in ropes before one of their great pyramids. And from this, it is very likely that he was ritually sacrificed in a similar fashion to how his grandmother used to execute her enemies. The overlords of Tikal would not have long to celebrate their victory. Less than 40 years after Naranyo was put to the torch, the Mayan civilization as a whole mysteriously collapsed. Tikal, Kalakmul, Dos Pilas, and the majority of the rest of the city-states were abandoned after their aqueducts and irrigation failed. Eventually, even the massive pyramids were swallowed by the jungle. No one knows exactly what happened, perhaps partially due to the Spanish book burnings, but there are many theories. However, that's probably a topic for another episode. It would be almost a thousand years until the ruins of the great Mayan cities would be thoroughly excavated and researched, and there is still much to be discovered. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America.